0: On today's show, Mark Cuban has some choice comments about Kyrie Irving's present and future with the Dallas Mavericks, plus some things about what happened last year. And we've got more of your questions on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Adoncich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. the Mavericks! NBA champion! He hit it! It's good! And the
1: Mavericks have won
2: the game! If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here.
0: Loyalty never fails to win. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, Media Member and NBA Channel Manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks or ever you get your podcast or on YouTube. the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section do you believe that Kyrie Irving has to make it work in Dallas for his own career not even just for the Mavericks but for his own career because I think Mark Cuban thinks that if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors and more. I listened to the Patrick Beverly pod. I gave you all the cliff notes and anything you needed to know. So you didn't have to listen to it. Things like that. We will provide for you on that all throughout the season. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description and joining me as always, my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com studio 41, the FIBA feline. The one more Thing King. what you got for me, Isaac Harris, trying to figure
1: out if I want to start with FIBA. Or I want to start with player pods. You know, the rise of players being on podcasts and hosting podcasts. It's just, it's incredible. It's incredible content. So many all the way around, um, you know, the, the Cuban Bev cringy freestyle guy, um, interview was great. But then you also have the Andre Drummond's of the world, uh, who is, (laughs) you know, on, on, on some podcast saying he's the, he's the best rebounder, uh, of, of all time, of all time. Of all time, Andre Drummond. But real quick, off the top, tomorrow, well, if you're listening to this on late Thursday night, tomorrow morning, which is like really tonight, if you're in, yeah. they're still in Okinawa, right? Or did they move? Or
0: that is a move, good question. Huh? That is a thing I don't know. Probably because it's only been one day. I'm, I'm sure.
1: Either way, uh, it is er- early in the morning on Friday, around seven o'clock. That uh, Josh Green will be defending Luka Doncic in the we FIBA think. World Cup. Australia, uh, Slovenia, be a lot of fun. We're doing a live stream over at Mavs.com, kind of like a side stream of it. We're going to have a podcast, post game podcast for Locked on Mavs afterwards. Yep. Should be a, lo- a lot of fun to watch that game.
0: Absolutely. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Like Isaac said, we'll have a post game tomorrow or today, you know, early Friday after the Australia versus versus Slovenia FIBA game. We'll be covering all those games throughout the tournament. And we're going to answer some of your questions today. We got a whole bunch of questions on the Mavericks' future, on Jabelle McGee going to the Kings, on, you know, does Mark Cuban do too many podcasts, Rashawn Holmes' trade, things like that. And I want to start here, though. Mark Cuban was on the Patrick Beverly podcast, and I texted out a whole list of things that were interesting to to, subscribers to the subtext. You can click the link in the description. And there was a bunch of stuff getting shared on, on social. The, the one thing I shared the most was that Mark Cuban has traded players because they smoke too much, which I thought was really funny. We can talk about that later. But the thing that stood out to me the most was his comments about Kyrie and about Kyrie Irving and making it work in Dallas. And that's why I started the you know the show with that question. And so I want to hear what Mark Cuban says, and let's talk about what he means by this with Kyrie.
2: But he recognizes that this is his game right here, right? Because – if he gets bounced again, you know, that's yeah. like, can you'll you be the- a hall of famer when you've yeah. bounced to five teams? No. Even though you've got hall of fame. People talent.
1: start writing the narrative about right, you. Right. And-, and they
2: already have. Right. Yeah. So he knows, and we've talked about it, right? Kyrie is a super smart guy and he knows this Lucas team. There's no if, ands, or buts about it, it is Lucas team. And so he's, he can play two. And when Lucas out of the game, you'll, yeah. you do the same yeah, thing, right? right? Yeah. Like what's Pat the- Bev do? What yeah. you need me to be point I'm yeah. point. You need me to just guard and run to the corner? Guard and run to the corner. <laughs> yeah. Luca's that good that when Luca's in there, Kai needs to run to the corner. He'll run to the oh. corner. If they double him and he needs to come to the foul line, just get a bounce pass and play four on three. What's better than that?
0: So the second part, he knows it's Luca's team. I think I think we all know that, and I think that was very clear in the in you know at the end of the last season. And I think there was no issue with that. And so yeah, him, Kyrie he, knows that. Yeah, him bringing that up just supports that. Yeah, Kyrie does know. The first part though, this is his game right here. If he gets bounced again, and then he picked his words very carefully. After that, he paused for a while and said, "That's like, can you be a Hall of Famer if you get bounced with five teams? What do you think Mark Cuban really thinks about Kyrie and his chance right here with the Mavericks?"
1: It's a fascinating, fascinating quote. I mean, there's a lot of layers to that. I mean, if I translating it, I think it's it's Mark's way of publicly saying, like, you got to be on the best behavior right now. Like, this is your shot. Like, you know, this this is your, um, you know, we paid you. we We traded for you and gave up things for you. We did what you wanted. Yeah, we did what you wanted and we gave you a pretty good deal with a player option and and all of the stuff. So, I think it's just you know, another thing out there. I I will say I, I think I disagree with Mark on it. I understand why um but I do think I disagree a little bit. I think he's still um I think he would still be probably Hall of Famer no matter like what. Anyway, I could be wrong on this, but um and I still think that I I don't think this is what what was the exact question that we put in the chat today about
0: Do you believe that Kyrie Irving has to be, to make it work in Dallas for his own personal career?
1: <laughs> yeah, and no, I think my answer to that would be um as much as I want to say yes, it's it's probably no, because I, I think I mean we we've seen after all the stuff, the games and the postings and and everything we still see saw teams interested in him and there's still an, an aura around him that, you know, and, and players love him. And that if you tell, like, I still think teams would be interested in Kyrie Irving if it didn't work out in Dallas. So, but I get why he's saying it. I get, I get, there is a lot on the table for like how much money maybe he could get in his next contract or how high he could be viewed all time. If from like here on out, he helps Dallas get to another, you know, to another title. And he, you know, this, the next five, six years of his career is like really high level basketball. And he doesn't miss games and all that. I think that's what Mark's probably going for. And I I get that.
0: Yeah. I don't want to go through and, and flush out. oh, Oh, can he be a hall of famer? Is he a hall of famer now? Because the voting on that is going to be very interesting because of, you know, I don't think a lot of media like Kyrie and that they're part of the people that that vote for that. And so, you know, there's this whole panel. And so I don't want to talk about the hall of fame, but with Kyrie and the Mavericks, he's 30, he's 31 and he's got these three years on, on this deal. He's not in the same boat as James Harden. They compared him to James Harden a little bit in that episode and talking about how James Harden is looked at in the NBA right now. And nobody's he also interested compared in, in to Pat Beverly. <laughs> he did also compare him to Pat Beverly at the end of that quote, which we, we just heard. And uh, he was, yeah, only probably because Patrick Beverly was sitting right there. Right. <laughs>
1: like,
0: and it made no sense. He just, tra- he really forced that one, but I, Kyrie will still be viable to teams. As long as he can stay on the floor defensively, right? Like he's still going to be one of the best at, you know, at the rim. He'll be a really good shooter through his whole career, like he'll have all that. And that, that gives you longevity in, in the NBA, but yeah, it depends on how it ends with the Mavericks. I think, I think it could affect him because we are starting to see teams start to say, all right, with this James Harden thing, you're good talent, but we're, we're just not going to deal with it anymore. And nobody wanted to offer a, you know, a trade for him. Now maybe it would be different if teams had money and he was a free agent and they could do that. But by the time he was, you know, ready to go with the Sixers. Nobody really wanted to trade for him, not even the Clippers for whatever package. That, I mean, there wasn't even really a package talked about between those two teams. So I, it's a different situation, but Kyrie could end up in, the, in a similar situation with James Harden if something else happens in, you know, in this situation with the Mavericks. And so I, I agree with Mark Cuban on this. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I it definitely affects, like, how highly he will be viewed if things go great. And all the stuff goes goes well, then yes um and and I think it's also hard to like fully say like what does it mean getting bounced like I think there's levels to that too of like if it didn't work in out in Dallas, why is yeah. it a social media thing is it a, a we could go down the list of like or if it just wasn't a basketball fit, the teams would still be interested like you know so like But if it's something more than that, then, yeah, we could, yeah.
0: It's an interesting thing. Let us know in the comment section. Do you believe Kyrie has to make it work in Dallas for his own personal career? Mark Cuban agrees. I kind of agree with it. And so let's talk about the other quote that that Mark Cuban said about Luka and Kyrie and about how it wasn't on Luka and Kyrie last year, the Mavericks' failures. Mm. It was on selfish players and players playing for themselves. We'll talk about that and what that means coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Also, you can take that $5 and spread it to get $5. You know, do you give $5 to FanDuel and you get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. It's the best time to join FanDuel right now. All kinds of of NFL stuff. Of course, you know, they've got college football stuff. Apparently, college football is starting right now. That's insane to me that, that, we're, that we're back in this. Who do you think? Okay. Name the top four teams for the national title, according to FanDuel. You're asking
1: me? I, yeah. I don't yeah, follow college football at all. All right. That's let, me, let me take you, a gosh. shot at this. Okay. Okay. We're doing it. Alabama. Alabama, Alabama number two. Al- LSU. LSU number five. Dang. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia is number one.
0: Ohio State is number three. And Michigan is number four, according to the odds on wow. FanDuel. You can go check out that FIBA stuff. They have NBA, NFL, all of that kind of stuff. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an dayer. We appreciate each and every one of you. Again, we will have FIBA. Post game episodes throughout the weekend, we're just gonna continue on. We're gonna follow the, we're gonna follow our guys as far as they go. Australia, Canada, Slovenia, all that. All right, Isaac, Mark Cuban on Patrick Beverly's podcast. We talked about his quote about Kyrie and his future a little bit earlier, just about two minutes before that quote. He said this quote about Kyrie, and I wanted to play it here. Very shocking.
2: There. You you made that trade. Why? The fit. I didn't know if it was gonna fit.
0: Yeah, them together they both. a lot of people don't
2: think it. You know, so when you look at last year, we had we had issues that had nothing to do with Kyrie or Luca playing together. When when they played together, I was I was just reading some. They're like 900 possessions that they played together, and they were a you know 60% net effective field goal rate plus four point whatever. You know, top five combo in the league when (laughs) they played together, just between injuries and everything, and we just didn't have a team that was committed to the roles, mm. right? If like the year before, when we went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I was locked the in boys. For sure, right? <laughs> you, you could saw, tell. You could, yeah. <laughs> everybody knew their role everybody, everybody just played their role perfect. Yeah. This past year, that wasn't the case. And it wasn't Kyrie or Luca, they mm. knew their roles, right? But once other guys start playing for themselves or not playing for the team, <sighs> yeah. every mistake that that you can possibly have,
0: it was bad. <laughs> it, was, it was bad as what it was. The first thing that stood out to me about that quote was him just rattling off Kyrie and Luka numbers. And I was like, how many of these do we think are really true? And so I looked it up on cleaning the glass. They did play exactly 900 possessions together last year. They had a 121.7 offensive rating, which is the 94th percentile. Great. 60.2% effective field goal rate. He was right on with that one. He nailed that one that was the 99th percentile that's an incredible rate so basically they're getting really efficient shots and hitting them really like at an efficient clip um uh, and then he said they're a top 5 duo or he he said point he said 4 point something you know plus yes they had a they had a plus they had a positive 4.6 net rating which is mm. you know fair it's like an 80th, 80th percentile for you know a duo but uh <laughs> i don't think they're a top 5 duo because of point like i don't think that makes it i don't think that gives you that so i'm not sure where he got the top five out of it but all the other numbers were pretty much correct well
2: i
1: think he was just being like top five duo like in the league like none of the stats showing it just like his opinion on it i know but how which i agree with him
0: it's interesting to say all those stats and then the stats not really completely back up that uh
1: the comment by him though was fascinating in the, the sense of you know we're not going to name names, right? Us. Yeah. Here. Yeah. In this economy.
0: <laughs> I mean, we all know who he's talking. He's talking about Christian Wood and Javale McGee. Like that's who he's talking about with this quote. Like as soon as he said this, and he said, as soon as guys start playing for themselves and soon as they, you know, are not playing for the team, like that's who he's talking about. And then he, then he, a little bit later, he talks about, when oh, we made some moves to, to change that. Who's not on the team anymore. Who was not part of the Mavericks plans going forward? like, I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta. You know, retire this one. Javale McGee. I gotta. Re- I gotta retire that one. Christian Wood's not gonna come back, and there's reasons for that. And so, we've we've gone after. Ja- we've we've gone after Christian Wood and Javale McGee and how it didn't work and how it's on them and on the Mavericks. And but this is unfair to me. Like <laughs> the, the Mavericks' failures can't be all on these two guys. Like can't just only be on that. To me, like,
1: I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think there's probably, you know, more names than that. I don't know how much I'm going to throw JaVale in
0: that category as much. Um, Well, if you're going to throw JaVale in there, then the, the issue was Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's the one that wanted to bring in JaVale McGee. He's the one that wanted to start him. And then it didn't work, so it's on him. Right? Yeah, know like, I
1: just, I just don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't personally heard anything along those lines with Javell's so about him
0: playing that. selfishly. Yeah, like on that, on that front, yeah. no, like I, I don't know about that.
1: So I'm just saying, I, I think there's probably more. I mean, yes, Christian, what is the name that we <laughs> all kind of like <laughs> chuckle in, in all of that? But uh, there's probably a few other names too. Just like yes, compared to last year, very defined roles. Everybody knew their roles, and then leading up to the Kyrie trade, or even you know after the Kyrie trade. Just what those roles and stuff looked like then. So, um I'm with him on the duo. Like I, I've all, I mean, yeah. we've both been like, hey, I don't care what the the numbers records show at the end of the year. I, I'm I'm still high on the duo <laughs> moving forward.
0: Well, the thing about the numbers is that the numbers for that duo would say that they would be better than five and eleven. Mm. The records the one that is completely off from their actual numbers cuz they're they have a positive net rating which means they outscore teams when those two are on the court. They had an incredible offense, like an all-time level offense from two players. But yeah, the record just didn't just didn't follow suit for whatever reasons and Mark Cuban's blaming it on players playing selfishly last year and now they've made some changes on it. N- now I think that this roster, like everyone should know their role. I can't look at a player minutes and like the number of minutes is going to be different, but when you get on the floor Maxi Kleba knows his role. Rashawn Holmes is going to know his role. Grant Williams is going to know his role, right? Like how many, Grant Williams is kind of the only one that I'm really even a little concerned about because of what John Corrales talked about when he came on and talked about how Grant Williams tried to do a little bit too much on offense and tried to play outside of his role just a little on the Celtics. And that's one of the reasons why Joe Missoula didn't play him as much. But on the Mavericks, I can't imagine that being the case with him.
1: Yeah, it depends. I mean, we we got to see what they what they want from some of the guys too, right? Like, what if they want Josh to be the third ball handler and he's handled well, the ball a little bit more? Well, oh, I mean,
2: people forget about Frank.
1: Mm.
0: France did. So that, that one's never gonna die. You, that, I'll never, I'll never <laughs> retire that one.
1: Uh, what's some other things that stood out, stood out from this? I mean, obviously the smoking. A uh, quote was make its <laughs> rounds on, on social media. And you gotta, you, ha- you gotta see the full context of that quote too, of him talking about the there's layers to it. Right. Like they were, you know, both laughing and saying like pretty much, I mean, we're kind of everybody smokes in the league. All right. So uh, like, no, just- no, no, he
0: just said, everybody does it. He didn't even say yeah. in the league. He just said, everybody
1: does. I'd it. I'd say a high percentage. All right. Of, uh, of yes. And so, but there's like levels to that stuff, right? And that's that's the thing he was talking about. Like there's levels to like there's one thing to be in, involved in that, but then there's another level to to where it's like consuming your life and you know, then the young guys are getting roped in at and it's so like it's just changing your whole, you know, career kind of. And so I actually appreciated that. It's wild that he was like, I traded players because they smoked too much. <laughs> but but to hear like insight on yeah, sometimes you just got to trade players when they're not having, like, a positive, like, influence on some of the younger guys on the team, too. It was just like, hmm, interesting.
0: He said that. He said hiring a coach is the hardest thing about owning a team, like, of any of the things about owning a team. Dude,
1: I can't imagine hiring a coach. I think that would be one of the hardest things to do in, like, professional sports. I think across the, like, across sports. And, like, you name the sport. And I mean, I'd say it's, if we could say to say like, which one's harder because in NFL, they have such defined roles and so many coaches that yeah. it's probably like a big delegation game NBA. They're still delegating, but there's only so many coaches and you're still like, it feels like the NBA, they're a little bit more responsible, I, I would say, I guess, uh, for, for stuff. And, but yeah, I can't imagine hiring a coach.
0: Coming up, let's talk about a couple more things that Mark Cuban said, and then I'm going to answer your questions about JaVale McGee. What's the Mavs' biggest obstacle? When can the Mavs offer Rashawn Holmes in a trade? We'll answer a bunch of those questions like that coming up. JaVale McGee. Oh. That's the last time. It's probably the last time we'll get to use that one. That's sad. Should have been so much better. All right, Isaac, a couple more things Mark Cuban said on the Patrick Beverly podcast. He said hiring a coach is the hardest thing About owning a team he also said i've cried when traded players before and that's one of the hardest things i I bet it was i I bet it was dorian because to see them talking at that you know the wings game the WNBA game the other day like they're just you know such buddies (laughs) and to see see dorian get traded away that that must have been really difficult
1: yeah that that and families too i mean they're you're just around especially mark he travels with the team a lot and stuff so it's like you just get to know these guys so much, and that's the part of the and business
0: the family part of it. Like, Dorian had his yeah. whole family here, and all that. And, like, that would have been t- Mark Cuban claims that he invented the NBA's room exception clause that was in the CBA. I didn't know that, so he said it wanted, he wanted it to be called the Cuban exception. It's this is at the 17 minute mark, if you want to fact of check he this. Does. He wanted it to be called the Cuban exception, but this is what the Mavericks. I think they moved it around and used the mid-level exception, but this is what they used to sign Seth Curry this offseason. Hmm. Cuban exception would have been funnier. The Cuban missile exception. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, last thing, you know, and you know the NBA fan legend Jimmy Goldstein.
1: Yeah, I was with him at the Hall of Fame.
0: If you've, wa- yeah, oh, that's right. You've if you've watched an NBA playoff game over the last, I don't know, forever. You've seen this guy, Google, Google, Jimmy Goldstein. You'll like, Oh, he's the
1: example. They have a fan exhibit, a little small, like display exhibit at the hall of fame. And it's a huge picture of him and Chris Paul, like on the, on the wall together. And then some other like notable, like, you know, big NBA fans. But anyway, keep going. And he,
0: uh, he like, has a ton, like a ton of money goes to all these games Goes to all so many playoff games. So they're recording this podcast in his house, like Patrick Beverly, his co-host Roan, and then Mark Cuban are just in Jimmy Goldstein's house. And apparently he has tons of parties there. It was the, his house was used in a movie recently. I can't remember what movie it was off the top of my head, but uh, I recognized it when I saw it. I was like, Oh, I think I've seen, it. Oh, uh, the big Lebowski, not recently, but <laughs> they used that movie in the big, that house in the big Lebowski. And I recognized it from that. But anyway, with like, In like 20 minutes into the episode, Jimmy Goldstein walks in shirtless. He's 83 years old. He's completely shirtless. Mark Cuban looks over at him. They get up. They leave the podcast. They're still rolling. The cameras are still rolling as they like say hi to this guy as he's by himself. It's very funny. All right. Let's answer some of your questions. Question from subtext. All these were sent via text to our subtext. You can subscribe to that if you want to. We'll send a whole bunch of stuff when the season gets started on, you know, at games and things like that. Does JaVale McGee going to the Kings feel like a full circle moment for the Mavericks? No, I, I don't because
1: how? of the trade. Well, are we trying to do the like JaVale and yeah. You know, <laughs> the, <and we, laughs>
0: the Mavs traded JaVale for Rashawn Holmes and for Omax, O-Max and to, and for a, a contract that they'll pay $2.3 million for the next five years. That's what they traded.
1: Solid deal. Yes. Full yeah, circle. So,
0: so, Gracie wants to know what's the Maverick's biggest obstacle this season?
1: Gosh. Great question, Gracie. Biggest obstacle? How how are you taking that question? Like the I think biggest it's, like issue? Or? I think
0: it's gonna be finding an, an identity on the defensive end. That to me is mm. gonna be. And then, you know, I mean, the the Luka and Kyrie. The Luca and Kyrie pairing is like it, that's going to be an obstacle. I'm not sure that one's the biggest one though, because I think the, I think they'll figure that one out. But the defense has just has to get better, and I'm not sure talent wise they've gotten so much better that's going to be obvious right away.
1: Yeah, I'll go with that defensive identity. I mean, if Luca and Kyrie are a top five duo in the league and, <laughs> and all that, then I think they're going to be a, a good team. Their defense is what's going to make them like a really good team.
0: Zach wants to know: Is Luca more mature now?
1: I mean, sure, naturally, just by, like, age and just, like, you know, going year after year and having more experiences and all of that. So, yes.
0: I'll say yes. To, I'll say yes, too. I think that's going to also be a subjective thing, like what you think maturity is and what somebody else thinks maturity is. Like, if you think that Luca whining to the refs is a maturity thing, then you don't think LeBron is very mature at all because he does the exact same thing <laughs> that Luca does. So, I mean, what do you take from that? I mean – Another question we got. When can the Mavs offer Rashawn Holmes in a trade?
1: According to SmoTrack, we looked it up before this podcast. uh, It's next week, September 6th.
0: I thought it was the 15th, but they think it's September 6th, and I'll go with them. They're usually right on dates and, you know, September and things like that. Yeah. What did I say?
1: No, I'm just going to say the month of September to be. Yeah. Safe.
0: Sometime in September, they can offer him in a trade right now. They can do it if it's just him by himself, but to aggregate him and put him in a trade with somebody else. Yeah. We think it's either this week sometime in sometime in early September that it'll happen before the season starts. So if you're looking at that as maybe a date where man, maybe the Mavericks will make a trade, then I sure hope so. <laughs> then uh, this is, and it's coming up soon. So Another question we got, why is Mark Cuban on so many podcasts? And I don't think this was from Kirk Henderson, but this is his gripe of all time.
1: I mean, it's just Mark being Mark, right? I mean, this is this is part of Mark Cuban experience and he's going to go out there and I mean, heck, we just got half of a podcast off of Cuban quotes uh with Pat Beverly, so I mean, Mark's I mean, how many owners are on, you know, Shark Tank either? I mean, Mark Mark's going to Mark's going to be in the entertainment business and he's going to go do podcast experiences and interviews and TV shows and, you know, different stuff. So, like, that's just who Mark is. And he's dang successful.
0: Mark Cuban likes the celebrity of it. Yeah. That's the answer. That, I mean, that's the answer. Like, and he's, and some people, if they whine and complain about it, like, oh, why Mark Cuban is on, why does he do, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is at this point. Like you're not going to change it by whining about it or complaining about it. Like it just is what it is. I'm not surprised when I see Mark Cuban on another podcast. Yeah. Do you feel like the Mavericks are done with the roster?
1: No, no. I, I'm still. I might look really dumb, but I still think they make a trade before a training camp.
0: You, you know, you did this last year about the third ball handler. I did, and how do you feel more confident this year or last year about the third? Because you were really confident they were going to. Trade for another ball handler.
1: I and was. Uh, that confidence... Until they signed
0: Faku, and then you're like, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: no, I'm more confident this year. I was more confident last year because I looked at how good it worked in the playoffs. Yeah. And I was like, are they really just going to go away from that? Like, they're just going to ignore how good that was. This year, I'm a little bit more confident just because of how much. I mean, I yeah. They've just talked about it a lot. And just talk with people. It's like, all right, you know. I guess you could just try to talk everybody into Rashawn Holmes being that person that you wanted, but I still think they make a trade for a big man before training camp.
0: The last one here for Isaac alone. If you could eliminate one and only one sound drop from Nick's soundboard, what would it be? Uh, LeBron. I'm gonna go with Luca Doncic. How can you hate that one? It's so stupid. How so can fun. I hate that one? Hmm. It's so let's funny. think. Uh, to remind others, these are some of the drops on the on, on the on the soundboard. Still, so I want to you know be able to touch the car uh, from his from his introductory press conference. It just still still, it still gives and nobody, nobody else. We'll ever mention that quote ever again, but we'll still have it on this on the sound. Yeah, we will. Soundboard. So I want to, you know, be able to touch the car. Uh, this is from Kyrie's introductory press conference uh, to me, I think.
2: Touche. <laughs>
0: you can hear me in the back. You can hear me in the background. Your little giggle. <laughs> yeah. Touche. <laughs> that's from the. That's from his microphone, by the way. <laughs> like, and I was in the back on that one. I'll say thanks to you. Party! Hey, let's go party. I can't wait for the first Hardy 20-point, 30-point game fun. that we get to play yeah. this. This was sent in by a listener. This is the Hardy party. Set. I love classic. his laugh. That's a classic. Oh, his, his laugh is so great. Of course, I've played this one already on the show.
1: People forget about Frank.
0: Mm. Yeah. That was, a... <laughs> that was at our Media Day interview, which is yeah, just... Yeah, it was with us. Yeah, I, I can't... People do what? still talk about that one.
1: Do you still have that one where where I like... I butchered the question at 2 a.m. Explain there yourself, you sorry.
0: Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, was at the, that was at the draft, what, two years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. We
0: brought out the strawberries?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was when we were all waiting for the Christian Wood trade to go through. <laughs> Explain yourself, <laughs> sorry. I think at this point I shouldn't have even waited.
0: <laughs> uh, I need a recovery beer. That now that's a, just a <laughs> that's classic, good. great one. This one I, I can't get rid of. I don't always tell you guys the truth so good. It's so good. Uh this one is from Kyrie's Twitch from this summer. It's great. It's great, dude. Dude, it's great. It's great. It's great, Broski. Bro name it. It's great. It's great. It's great, bro. It's great. It's great. It's great. This life's great, bro. I have no complaints. I don't It's the length of that one. That's
1: Play so that one for Kyrie at Media Day.
0: Oh my god. Like if I only could. <laughs> uh this one is from the beginning of Two seasons ago, me asking Jason Kidd a question.
1: I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more.
0: That was about Reggie Bullock. He's no longer on the team. The more I think about that quote,
1: the more it reminds me of like when somebody tells you, like, "Hey, I'm
0: sorry that that made you feel that way." A hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. What? What? Like (laughs) he wasn't sorry. There's no way. And then, I mean, the classic that I mean, many people have talked about this one. I'm not
1: playing. I'm watching, just like you guys.
0: That one was to me too, and I'm I'm proud of that one. <laughs> I'm not proud of that quote, but <laughs> Well, he, he said it. I asked him I, I know. And then that, we got our our new ones for the guys now. Yo, you see Apple Jacks? Derek Lively and Oh. <laughs> Can't get rid of any of these. All right. There you go. We'll be back with more FIBA stuff this weekend, and we'll be back on Monday. And we're hey. We're like, what, 34 days away from Dallas Mavericks basketball now, preseason? It's insane. Abu Dhabi, let's go. Guys, thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. He's out. Boom.